This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Morning, everybody. This is Patrick Donahoe. Welcome to The Wealth Standard Radio. This is episode 152, and we have a a guy that I've wanted to get on the podcast for a while, and I've known him for a couple years. I've actually mentioned him a number of times on the podcast, but for whatever reason, things got busy, schedules were conflicted, and I was just never able to, to get him on. But today, I was able to, to do it. So uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear this guy. He is, first off, he has like this radio, amazing radio voice. And you would think he'd be had been on television for for his entire career on radio for his t- entire career, and he does have a television face, so it's not you know that he doesn't have one that he's on radio. But he just ma- amazing guy. His name is Gene Guarino. He is the uh, the president of Residential Assisted Living Academy, and this is a an investment uh, opportunity and business that he has put together over the last number of years, and it is really starting to take off. And I see him everywhere. He's speaking everywhere. Uh, He's been on TV recently. He's doing really cool things online with some new e-courses. Anyway, it's it's awesome, and it's one of the big. It's it's an amazing opportunity for anybody that has any inclination toward real estate. But at the same time, I really think that there is an opportunity for those who have aging parents or grandparents, which is pretty much everybody. And this is a solution for the long-term expenses that are uh, our long, long-term care expenses, assisted living expenses that are inevitably going to have to be paid by the family. It's an amazing opportunity to take advantage of right now. And Gene has kind of a step-by-step process to, to do it. So we're going to have him on and I'm going to, I, it's going to be an awesome interview. I can, I can tell cause I'm really excited to talk to him. Uh, but without further ado, let's, uh, let's bring on Gene. So it's, uh, it really is an awesome opportunity to have with us today. It's uh, Gene, Gene Guarino and Gene is the president of residential assisted living Academy. Um, and Gene, I think we've talked about being on the podcast for like two years, like, oh, you should be on the podcast. You should, you should, you know, you'd be amazing. What you have is amazing. You've, now you've been on the summit two times, right? You're on the summit last year, our first time, but you haven't been on the podcast yet. So it's all, it's awesome to have you, to, to have you on. But, um, you know, Gene, I'll let you kind of go into your background just in just a second, but, uh, just so folks know who you are, I've actually talked about you before on, on the, on the podcast. Uh, so for those of you that have been uh, been listening, have heard that. But uh, Gene, a uh, little bit of background. He's been in real estate for uh, more than uh, 20 years, and uh, he has uh, uh, he's in the Phoenix, Arizona area, and has uh, 30 years of experience in just business in general. And I'm sure he'll go into some of that. Now he's really focused on one of the most amazing trends in I think the entire United States, especially when it comes to the real estate uh, market. And uh, you know is, is essentially teaching investors and entrepreneurs to take advantage of it, and he calls it a, a, a mega trend. I don't even whatever is I think above the mega trend, maybe even like the derivative <laughs> of that it might be. But I think just the you know the the aging population and what's going to happen to the entire world economy is going to totally catch people off guard. Even those that really understand like you know what uh, demographic trends are, I still think it's going to be one of those. Like, oh my gosh, how, how this is changing and this is changing. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. But you know, Gene, I want you to maybe just give a give, give your give your background uh, and maybe uh, summarize a little bit about what you're doing right now. You got it, and it is great being here. It does feel like we've done this before, but uh, it's great. So I want to thank you for that opportunity. 
actually it's 30 plus years. I can't believe I'm getting so old. So my first real estate was 18 years old and I'm now 55. So my, my first real estate was no money down because I had no money, had no credit, <laughs> didn't have a clue. Uh, first commercial was the age of 20. Yeah, first commercial property was the age of 25 and I haven't stopped since. But today I'm doing just one thing and that's the residential assisted living. And the reason for that is just like you said, it's a mega trend. It's unstoppable. I think the the one level above that would be the silver tsunami. You know, you just can't stop a tsunami. It's it's I love here. that the silver tsunami. Yeah. When you think about the baby boomers, we all talk about it. You know, I'm smack dab in the middle of it, or actually kind of towards the tail end. But the oldest baby boomers are only 70 years old this year, so they're turning 70. They're not in assisted living, but their parents are. So. The people who are 50, 60, 70 years old, their parents are 70, 80, 90 years old. They're facing it right now where those parents need help. They need a place to go. They're not ready for a nursing home, but they can't stay at home by themselves. It's really not the golden girls you know, in real life, so what do you do? And assisted living is the solution. So it's the only thing that I'm doing because for the next 20 years, it's the best opportunity in real estate. Yep, I agree. You know, and it and it's again. I mean, real estate. Real estate is about is about trends. It's about demand, and you have demand <laughs> demand based investing everywhere. And this is just one of those staple things in life where people have to have a roof over their head. But at the same time, one of those other things that happens to us is that you know, even though we like to consider ourselves self sufficient forever, you know, that uh, that starts to dissipate. You know, when you especially when you get older. And right now, you know, you just look at, like you said, even the parents of, of baby boomers, they're, they're facing that. And I think as we've started to have these conversations, uh, you know, amongst ourselves here and with, with clients, it's, there have been experiences there, lots of experiences, and they're not positive, positive experiences right. because, you know, those that cannot afford uh, assisted, assisted living really wind up in you know in their you know in their in their in the parents uh or in the children's children's home and really it's just a conversation i think is being had more about what what to do uh because in the end it's just there's not enough there's not enough units out there from what i've what i've heard there's not enough supply to meet that to meet that demand is that correct that's true and i think that when the real estate market crashed and we were ground zero in arizona in many ways for that but when it crashed it really stopped a lot of commercial buildings so the large facilities that you're just now starting to see come back out of the ground you know brookdale sunrise atrium where they're putting in 100 200 units they're now just trying to catch up with demand because if you think about it if you need an extra 30 50 thousand units a year and you stop building that well, people didn't stop aging and stop needing. So for a good number of years, four, five, six years, all that pent up demand around the country built. And now the big money is coming back in and they're building with a vengeance to catch up. But the aging of the population, if I could show you a chart and everybody kind of visualize it here, as those baby boomers age and get to be 80 years old, it's just a major spike. It's a big, huge spike where people are just coming into the system where they need help and there isn't a room for them but it's not just a room and let's talk about that real estate trend because you know a lot of people are in apartments right now and i think apartments are awesome because people are renting more now than they were owning the home and they don't need a whole home with all the yard work and all of that the apartments are great but an elderly person what do they need they need something different and it may be the way it's configured it may be uh, the house itself, the size itself, the location is key, but also they need more than a house. They need help. 
and that help is that assistance. So the assisted living is where that's the human component, where somebody's there to help take care of them, and that's what we provide as a home with the help, the assistance, in a residential setting. So it's very unique from the big box, and it's a really homey atmosphere. So that's what mom came from. She's been in a single-family home for 80 years. She doesn't want to move to a hotel or an apartment complex, which is what those big facilities feel like. She wants to be in a home with her peers. So living in that residential setting is a great solution, and it's a great way for us to do good and do well. Yeah, and I think, you know, you look at just human human nature, like we, I don't know, there's not many people that can just be alone, right? We're, we're fulfilled by other people. We're fulfilled by a community. We're fulfilled by groups. We're fulfilled, as you said, by, by peers. And, you know, that's why everyone's, you know, pe- most people, I would say, you know, seek a relationship. They seek friends. They seek, fa- they se- they seek a spouse. They seek a partner. They you know, they seek to have children because, you know, there, there's like this natural drive toward it. And so you're right. It's like being thrown into a huge complex, 200, 300, 400, these huge units, you know, that dynamic isn't necessarily there. And that's what's so intriguing about what you, what you have is you're, you're teaching, you know, about how to take a residential, you know, a residential property and essentially turn it into uh, an assisted living facility where it creates that dynamic where you're able to accommodate 10, 15, 20 uh, uh, people, residents, Right, but you're still able to create, you know, uh, preserve that that dynamic that's so attractive, which I think is is huge. Yeah, and it really is. You know, we talk about the the community. The way you said it was perfect because I think people isolate themselves. We all do. You know, especially guys. Let's face it, guys. We can we can isolate ourselves. We don't. We're not really good at relationships and all that. But when you get older, it, you can just sit in a room and watch the TV and have your TV dinner with your cat, and it can get sad and boring and lonely and so on. Yep. So at least to be in a facility, a home where there is a group of peers your own age mm-hmm. is very helpful and healthy for them. Cool. So let's let's do this. Let's take one step back. Like we're, So were you just like, you know, in the shower or you're, you know, walking in the, the wilderness or on the top of a mountain and suddenly, bing, all these like, wow, I'm going to go, you know, start to... Did you get into the, was that kind of the, the order of events or was there, you know, that like, what kind of tell us like, what, how did this, how was this create, how was this created? Like, where did you get the idea? That's, that was it. A fairy came down and bit me on the nose. And, no. <laughs> Smacked it out with her little wand. I think I, I first heard about this probably 15 years ago. I was at a real estate uh, guru type seminar multi-day. Somebody got up and shared about assisted living. This is going to be the place to be in the future. And my thought was, I want to learn about this right now. So I asked the guru, you know, tell me more. And he's like, I can't. Well, why not? Because I don't know anymore. I, I don't do it. I've never done it. I just think it's a great idea. So years went by. As the real estate market turned down, I said, this is the time to get in. Along the way, at the same time, my mom started needing help. Mm. And I, you know, I tell the story of when she was 82 years old, visiting, saying, Mom, did you take your medication today? She's like, I can't remember. And that's when I knew I needed help. She needed help. And that's when I discovered there's a lot of people that are in that situation where mom and dad need help. They can't do it themselves. What do you do? What are your solutions? So you start to look into it and you realize there's a massive need, which as an entrepreneur, we think, well, there's an opportunity. If I have that, other people do. So she was in upstate New York and I'm in Arizona. So I came back to Arizona with the mindset, I'm going to create this and make it good enough for my mom, my dad to live there. And that way I'm solving a problem for somebody else. If it's good enough for my mom, it'll be good for yours and a great solution. So I went into it with that mindset with also the benefit of the real estate market downturn. So the idea of getting property that would be appropriate for this, that was a great 
you know, thing to do right then and there. Uh, but what's great about this, Patrick, is you can do it even paying full price for the real estate. Mm -hmm. It's location specific and the cash flow is really the key. It almost, and I don't want to say it this way, but it almost doesn't matter what the real estate cost. It's the cash flow that it kicks off that that's the real moneymaker. Hmm. And so that right there, you know, combining your experience with real estate, understanding, you know, your, your, your rent multipliers, understanding your values, understanding rents. Now you're able to see, wow, here's, you know, here's where the opportunity where you can buy, you know, residential property at, you know, what that market price is, but then you can value add assisted living services in there and massively increase, increase, you know, value to the actual tenant, but also uh, value, value to you as well, leveraging the property even, even more. So, so that's awesome. And that, so it's kind of a natural order of events where you really discover the opportunity. So when... When did you, when was the moment where you were like, you know, I, I need to go start teaching this to people? Because right now you're holding events, you're, you have an online course, you're building a lot of stuff online as well to teach people. Like when, when did, when did you start to go down that path? You know, it's really interesting because it's basically day one and it was because people were asking me, teach me how, show me how. This is the kind of thing, as soon as you, you get involved and you start to share with people what you're doing, they want to invest, they want to do it, they want to learn it. It's the easiest thing I've ever raised capital for. But as soon as I started to do it, literally people were saying, teach me how, show me how. So within a very short period of time, months, I was showing other people, okay, here's what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And now here we are a number of years later where I've got it down to a system where I can show them exactly what to do step by step through experience, through everything I've learned and the other people that I've connected with. So now they can go out successfully and do it. And I had a great experience just last week. I was in Texas. Uh, for the real estate guys a syndication event mm -hmm. but that same weekend one of my students was in texas doing an open house on his second home hmm. so i got to go to his home to his open house cool. and just it was wonderful and that's what i want i want the students to do it not come to a class and learn it and think about it but go out and do it so i love to go for the ribbon cutting and the open house and the whole bit oh i bet i bet that was really well, it's always to see fulfilling where, you know, you put out there and something that you're passionate about, you engage somebody else and motivate them to be just as passionate about it. So that's, that must've been a cool experience. Well, let's, let, maybe cool. let's just shift, shift this. Cause this is, again, looking at what, what you're doing, it's really, it, it, it's solving a problem, right? It's meeting a challenge. And, and right now there's, you know, there with, with kind of how demographics are changing, there's lots of, lots of challenges, but as you would, you know, as, as you've looked at, you know, what you do through your lens, what are you like? What do you think individuals? What should people be aware of as it comes to the the aging generation? Just just in general, and then maybe specific to you know assisted living or just housing associated with those that are aging. You got it. Well, big big picture, people are lasting longer. So there's uh, the inventory. If we look at humans as inventory, right? The inventory of people is lasting longer, yeah. and they're not bringing new inventory on the shelf. It used to be you'd have a family of seven or eight kids, and today that would be, you know, you're a freak or you're obviously of a, a, a certain belief, you know. But back, I had seven kids. My wife had seven kids. In our family, we only have four kids. But in today's day and age, four kids is like that's a massive family. Yep. So what does that translate to is there's less kids to take care of mom and dad. So my parents had seven kids, sons and daughters, to take care of them today. I'll have four, but the next generation, they may have one or two. So that means they won't be able to afford to take care of them the same way. So if they're not prepared, 
the thing that I want people to really take away from this section, this question right here is, if you're not prepared, you're screwed. And what I mean by that is you can hope the state takes care of you, but what the state will supply is just bare bones. And the average right now is $3,600 per person for a month in a private room, and that's average. So if you don't want to live in average, you want to live in an above average, and anybody listening to my voice, trust me, you do want to live in above average care homes, that would be four or 5000 a month. So just think about that, four or five grand a month, and that's to take care of one person. So if mom or dad don't have it together, that's coming out of the kids' pockets. And collectively, if you've got seven kids, that's easier than having two kids, that's a lot harder. So if you think about just that, just taking care of yourself, not leaving a burden to your kids, do at least one residential assisted living home for yourself to make boatloads of money now. Yeah, and then you can move right into the master bedroom when it's your time. Yeah, so you're you're yeah. not leaving a problem to the kids. You're leaving a solution, a cash flow. Uh, that's one thing I want to really get across. That's huge because it's, you know, and I, I I was talking about this with you. I think this on this past cruise, but we I was in a training where there are a lot of states that have a law that legally binds children to take care of their parents. So if and it and it's you know it's if they're in a, a facility and they don't have any more money left then it is a legal responsibility of the of the kids. So it's it's one of those things where you know right now you've talked about you know the benefits that the state or the benefits that the uh, the government will provide, but that's right now. You look at the how massive the population is, and like you said, they're living longer. It's not like the average is just going to stay average. I mean, obviously, if there's more responsibility there. Then the average, you know, whatever that whatever that is, is going to go down in quality. So it really is. It's one of those things where you know you look at from a housing standpoint. I mean, massive shifts are going to occur, and I think that's what you pointed out was amazing. Which is, you know, even if it's um, your own, still understanding what the opportunity is, so that you could essentially, you know, take advantage of it right now while you're 60 or 65 or 70 or even younger. Um, and then you can you can basically have your care for, for free if you're renting rooms to, to others. So I think even you know that right there, even if the, the average investor uh, doesn't want to take advantage of it, at least understanding that is important. But then let's go into the investor. Like what do you as you've been around real estate investors? I mean, I see deals across my desk all the time, and nothing makes sense anymore. Okay, nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no no regular you know three bed two bath fifteen hundred square feet and a good. I mean, you can't find yield. You can't find rate of return where it's worth the money you put into it. You know, so what? So looking at kind of those yields squeezing. Okay, I think all investors can say that. So looking into the opportunity that you have. Okay, why should real estate investors, those that are really adamant and passionate about uh, building wealth with real estate, why should they be aware of this opportunity? Great question. So there's. I'm going to take it from two angles. The first is, I, uh, and. Did it ever make sense? I'm going to say it that way. It, when when I first learned about real estate, it was out of absolute necessity. I had to. I had a terrible landlord. I had to move out. We ended up buying a house because that was the only choice I had. So that's where I was. It was necessity. But if somebody is in real estate today, and we can wind the clock back, back or forward, if it's about cash flow, well, great. Is fifty or hundred dollars a month positive cash flow enough to go through the hassles? Is it two or three hundred that makes it enough to go through the hassle? But if you could do one home and make ten thousand dollars a month, that's worth it. Mm-hmm. So that part of it is the why. Why are you doing what you're doing? So if somebody is just renting single-family homes to a family and breaking even, right? The deal doesn't make sense, or even negative cash flow, which 
back not that many years ago, people were doing that. Oh, boy. Because I'll give you another appreciation. People are appreciate. still doing Oh, my goodness. So, okay, so if that's your play, how about this? Rent that home to an operator of assisted living mm -hmm. for twice the fair market rent. Mm -hmm. So why would they be willing to pay twice the fair market rent? Because they're going to operate a business that's going to make them ten grand a month in profit mm -hmm. even after they pay you twice the fair market rent. Yep. So if you're not willing to do the work to do the business, rent your house to somebody who is. Mm -hmm. So what kind of house? It can't just be your normal breeder box, three bed, two bath, 1200 square foot. It's not going to work. It's going to be a different house. So what does that look like? Single story is better than double. But if you have a two story, you put a chairlift in, not a big deal. Bigger is better, more bathrooms is better. But the key is location. You can take an empty lot and build the right building and it's great. Take the right building and put it an hour outside of town, it ain't going to work. Mm -hmm. This isn't the field of dreams. If you build it, they will not come. So. It's, <laughs> It's got to be in the right location, and, and that's what we teach people is the, the location is key, the people who are moving into the house. So, again, from the real estate perspective, if you want to just own the real estate, leasing it to a family that's going to move out in a year or two, or to a tenant that's going to pay twice the fair market rent, wants a five-year lease, is willing to keep the home up in great shape, and with a two or three five-year renewals because they're running a business that makes them a boatload of money, or yield, do one house, even if you paid cash, we teach people how you're making 30% plus rates of return because of the cash flow. It is a business and real estate, mm -hmm. but it's worth the time and the effort. Do just one and you're done. Yep. You got a place to move into after the fact. There's so many reasons why you should yeah. do it. No business. And I always, yeah, people always think that, and this is just, this is just my philosophy about, about life. But I, business is always going to be your best rate of return. Something that you can control, something that you take your mind and produce cash flow with it. That's, that that's essentially always going to outperform anything, uh, with with the least amount of, of well, I guess it depends on the risk factor. But you know, in the end, you know, really looking at this being a business that you control, that you operate, uh, and then obviously having the real estate a part of it, you get kind of the best of, of two amazing worlds. So, so so let me get you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I just want to have this one piece because Uber. I use Uber all the time now okay. instead of taxis whenever I can. Who thought that Uber was going to turn that industry upside down? I didn't. Yep. But what can we see coming in the future? Because you talk big picture a number of times. And what I see is literally tens of millions of people aging that need assistance where they live. Yep. So that ain't going to go away. And no machine can take care of that. Nope. They can figure out how to have McDonald's make machines that can make my hamburger, mm -hmm. but they can't figure out a way to replace caregivers giving personal care to a senior who needs it. So this is something that is on for decades, and there is no way around it. We're going to have to deal with it, and instead of dealing it, dealing with it negatively, it's let's use this opportunity to help other people and make a lot of money. So just I want people to think about that too. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I, hitting on that, hitting on that point a little bit. You look, you look again, going back to one of our our points with you know human interaction. I mean, you have an aging population that has experienced their life in a certain way. And you know you can watch like the iRobot movies, or you can watch these futuristic things, and think that you know suddenly someone's going to allow a robot into their house to like you know do their dishes and, and do the laundry, right? They, people need that fulfillment. They need that interaction, right? So I, I would say that you know if you have an individual who is is aging, they've experienced a certain way, and they enjoy and find fulfillment in a certain way, and you can't do away with that either. So creating a community, creating an environment where they're able to experience that is also very profound because it's going to be in demand. Now, who knows what the future is going to hold? I mean, it's going to be cool. It's really cool just to be around right now where you have so much chaos, but you have also so much creativity. 
and innovation, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of bizarre what's, what's going on, but you're right, this isn't gonna go away. This is a challenge, it is a problem. Um, I would say it's, all those are both, you know, signals and ding, ding, ding bells for, you know, for opportunity. So amazing. Amen. All right. So looking at Eugene, all right, this is, this is what I love about you. You've, you've taken an idea, you've taken, you know, something that motivated you, you did it yourself and you were inspired to go out and build a business around it. So have you always been, you know, the entrepreneur type? Have you done stuff like this in the past? I mean, what's your background in that regard? Or is this maybe a, a, a recent entrepreneurial venture? You know, it's interesting because if you were to ask me, have you ever had a job? The answer is no. There's only one thing I ever did that I got a paycheck from somebody else and it was youth ministry. And I was doing it for free before. They just couldn't find somebody to fill the position. So they started to pay me to do what I was doing for free. So I've always been an entrepreneur and it's always a matter of that. And I, I frankly, it's really hard for me to understand the person who has always been the opposite been a nine to five working in that cubicle or somebody else's system or business because here's the way I see it. You're either making your dreams a reality or you're making somebody else's dreams a reality. Yeah. Can't be both. Yeah. And now it's okay because I need workers. I need people to be the team. But the reality is, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. This is just the one, but this is the last one because I'm 55. You don't need many, mm -hmm. but this is that once in a lifetime opportunity. Yep. It really is. Cool. That's awesome. So, a couple, just a couple, of few questions, and we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up. So, what you know, as you've experienced, because that's why I assumed your, your answer was going to be what over the course of your career as you've pursued these these different ends, especially this one, which you're involved in right with right now. What are what are maybe one or two things, three things that you credit to to really you know pushing you, motivating you, getting you through the tough times and, and continuing on? Like what, what are some books or people or events that you've gone through or networks, et cetera, that, uh, that come to mind? You know, the, the first thing is assume nothing. So assume nothing and play it as if you don't know the answer or you don't have any experience. Ask experts, learn from others. I'd much rather learn from your mistakes than mine. Uh, surround yourself with good people that are motivating and encouraging to you. So events, again, we met on the summit with the real estate guys. Those guys are right up my alley. It's the perfect match with who I am and what I do. <clears throat> we talk about them, but that's exactly it. You're hanging with the right people. So hang with the right people, encouraging people, motivating people, ask great questions, but assume nothing and always be listening and learning. Yep. So those are some of the the big takeaways. It was interesting. I was I was reading one of my book one of the books that I've uh, that I've just finished. It's by uh, something Stevens. I can't remember his his first name, but it's called uh, Where Do Ideas Come From? And mm -hmm. his whole purpose there. I mean, because that's an easy book if you're like, oh, ideas come from your 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 brain. But he he talked about your environment and specifically groups and settings that. It, it expands your mind, but then it also starts to engage so much stimuli in your brain where you're kind of forced to have ideas. It's amazing, especially those environments that are outside of your comfort zone. And, and so looking at, you know, your first idea came from you being at a seminar, right? That's not what normal people do. You go, you know, normal people just, you know, work their nine to five and go home and have a hamburger and a beer and then go to bed, right? It's, you know, the, you went to an event. Uh, you go to a lots of different, lots of different events, and so I think networking—it's easy to roll off the tongue, but at the same time, actually going and experiencing it—you have to do it a number of times and really understand that 
you know, that the, the succinct way in which ideas are created, but it's not necessarily the ideas, it's more of the, there's fertilizer there too, which motivates you to actually put those ideas into, into practice and actually do something about it. So that's, well, let, me, that's let me give you a little, little shameless pitch for your event that you've got going on right now. I mean, it's you've got 30 experts from all over the world coming together, and what a phenomenal opportunity for somebody to be able to participate and not even have to get into the car and go somewhere. It's at home, online. Yeah. It's awesome. I hope yeah. everybody is taking advantage of that. Yeah, that, and talk about a challenge, but we'll, we'll, that's, a, that's a discussion for another day. But it, it's one of those, yeah, the, the, the summit, and again, you can watch it on demand, uh, but the summit is, yeah, it's one of those places where there's, you're in an environment. There's places that there were places to chat, not on demand, but, you know, live. There were places to chat and, and uh, engage. I mean, we had people from South Africa and we had people from South America and Asia and really all over the place interacting with one another. And that, that interaction is, is profound. Um, but, yeah, still, again, the ideas, you never know where they're going to come from, right? Like I said before, I was joking about, you know, being on the top of a mountain or being, you know, in your shower. It's... Just one of those, those ideas where you know they they are going to come, they can come, and they could totally rock your world. But you got to be in the you know the right state of mind and also be in the right environment. Um, okay, so just one more question, and then I promise. I know sure. you're a busy a busy uh, a busy guy. Uh, but what are like what are maybe some of your current your current challenges? Like some of the challenges that you're facing as a business, um, as a teacher, as an instructor, as a mentor uh, that you're you know that you're working through, and what are some of the things you're doing to uh, to to get over those. I would think the most challenging thing is people. And when we say people, it's the concept of, in my case, you have residents, you have families, you have caregivers, people. So people is always going to be your challenge. So I would encourage everybody to just learn about communication, learn about the ability to communicate, uh, negotiate. Uh, you have to have empathy and so on, but you, you have to communicate very well. So that's a really big important piece right there. I would say my biggest challenge is it's just people in general, and I think everyone can, you can do what you want to do, but nobody's going to do it for you, so you have to be a self-starter to some extent, surround yourself with those people that support you. I'm really blessed that I've got a wife that I've been married to for 30 plus years, and she's amazing. She doesn't always uh, encourage me on everything up front, but eventually she comes around, or she, even in my failures, will be there for me to say, I told you so. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, you know, to be there. In a loving way. Yes. <laughs> well, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it, it's, that is, you know, a challenge. It, it, is the peop, it is the people game. And I think that is one of the most difficult challenges that frustrate people to get over that hump. And, you know, Tony Robbins says that, you know, relationships are 80%, 80 uh, psych, psychology. And, uh, and that, I think, is totally, totally the case. And it's, you know, one of the things that I've, I've learned is, you know, really the group or the, the, the individuals you're involved with is you're, they're never going to rise higher than you, than your psychology. And I know a lot of gurus, you know, say that, but it's a, really, it's a, it's a testament to you as, a, as an individual, Gene, where, you know, you've, you've grown this and you've motivated so many people to do it. Because in the end, if it was just the content, you know, assisted living, build this, have some older people live there and you'll make a lot of money. That's one thing, right? But the way in which you do it, your energy, your passion, and your real, your care, even, you know, what you talked about being, uh, you know, blown away and fulfilled and inspired by having one of your students uh, and being at their open house. I mean, that is, you know, your ability to lead your team and inspire your company it is profound. And it's a, it's a testament to, you know, how it's the, it's a people game, right? Because we're all, we're all humans. 
we all, you know, want to uh, prove ourselves valuable, and it, that's always done by other people, unfortunately. And that's where, you know, if you are a leader, it's really finding what's good about a person, finding and then inspiring and motivating and figuring out ways to, to get them to to maximize who they are. Uh, but in the end, you're right. It's a it's a people game. It, it all it always it always is. So. Yep. All right, Gene. Well, let, how, what is the best way for people to learn more about uh, the Residential Assisted Living Academy? Uh, how do they get involved with you online? Um, maybe talk about that first, and then also talk about kind of your, your bread and butter seminars that you're doing. Sure. Well, the website and the phone number. So here's the website, ralacademy.com. So Residential Assisted Living, ralacademy.com. And the phone number they can call if you want to talk to somebody, which is still permissible in this day and age, is 480-704-3065. So 480-704-3065. So that's how to, how to be in touch. We can send you information, some, uh, some reports and articles that will be interesting, and then engage because we do have a training. The live training is really designed to get you from – as quickly as possible, we call it the fast track. So in three days time, we take it from beginning to end, everything you need to know about how to find it, fund it, fill it, what this business is, what it isn't. Uh, we take you on a tour, you see properties, uh, level three, four, and five, so you can see like okay, better and best, and walk you right through the finances, how to fund it, how to put it together. And I just love showing you from the inside out because I wish somebody did that for me. I wish somebody walked me through behind the curtains and said, here's what it is, here's how it works. It saves, would have saved me a boatload of time, but that's my goal is to save people time, save them money. And I have a goal, I have a dream. My dream is a thousand homes in a thousand days. And really what that comes from is because I've been trying to figure out my why. Why do I do what I do and what do I really want to do? Why? And it's to positively affect a million people. And here's how the numbers work. One home licensed for 10, that's 10 seniors. But with their kids and grandkids and nieces and nephews and so on, that's 50 or 100 people that each individual resident is, is affecting. Mm -hmm. So one home can affect 1,000 people. So 1,000 homes, 1,000 people, that's a million people. I can't do that on my own. Mm -hmm. So what we teach our students is how to do a three-pack. You do three of these homes with one management team. So really, all I need is 333 people to do it. And as you're helping other people, you'll make a boatload of money, you'll be happy, you'll have a place to live when you, it's your time, live for free, pass it on to your kids when you're all done, and it's just a great cycle. So we're in the midst of that, and I'm looking for more people who want to help me reach my goal while you're reaching yours. Yep. Yeah, Gene, I mean, it, it is. It's, you know, it's, it's awesome to hear. And I know, you know, you're, you try to make your way out there, and your, your goal is definitely, you know, backed up by, by your passion and your efforts of everywhere you're traveling, everything that you're doing to really spread the word. But, in the, but I really do think that this is a, it's an enormous challenge that our, that our country, the world, is, is going to experience. And really looking at the end of a, of a, end of a life, I mean, that, that a life should be celebrated, but what typically happens is negative experiences uh, often, I, or I think, are going to cloud are going to cloud a lot of people's life because of those latter years where there was lack of preparation, um, and there's also you know not really thought put into how things are going to to happen, and you know, and, and a testament to you that you're helping solve that as well because really, you know, in the end, it's the thousand people, but I mean, think of the generations that it's going to affect, right? By the legacy of an individual's life being preserved, and I really do think that most we're, we're hardwired as people. Uh, you talked about your why. We're hardwired 
really to have that why and have it be left um, for, for others. And not just those that are you know, within our circle of influence, but our family, our, our loved ones. So really, it's, it, it, goes a lot, it goes a lot further than that. And that's, that's a really testament to your mission, to what you guys are doing. So we'll put all, all your contact information on the, on the show notes and uh, in the blog uh, so that we can you know, connect however many people we need to. But thank you again. We got to do it again. I, mean, I know we're, I'm, the, I'm saying that. We just got to do it again. We, you know, even if it is you know, a, year, a year down the road. But, but Gene, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for, for being on today. Any, uh, any final words? I just want to thank you, and I'm ready to do it again anytime. And everybody, the final words for you is just do good and do well. Awesome, Gene. Okay, pleasure to have you on. We'll talk to you later. So there you have it, folks. That was, uh, hopefully you enjoyed that interview. Hopefully you go check out his his website. We'll put all the links and so forth on, uh, on, on the show notes, like I mentioned. And definitely check him out. And I know that he's working on a new website right now. And so you keep it bookmarked and go back and, and check him out. Also, you can link up with him on social media. His, him and his family and his business are pretty active there and always posting things. And, and not just in relation to their business, but also motivationally. And you can kind of see what he's, see what he's doing. But uh, definitely an inspirational guy, not just from the challenge and problem that he has tackled and the goal he's set that you just heard. Uh, but also just his passion as an entrepreneur and really showing that an idea can come to fruition and and make you incredibly fulfilled, happy, and, and wealthy. So that's it for today. Uh, also, make sure you, you go check out uh, some of the on-demand videos for the uh, Cashflow Wealth Summit. We'll have that up uh, hopefully in the next few days. But go to CashflowWealthSummit.com. It was an amazing event. We had so many people on. You know, we, it wasn't without a few technical difficulties this time, and that's always uh, stressful. But the feedback we got was amazing. This, some of the presentations, I, I mean, I was in awe, and it's and it's uh, really was an awesome an awesome event. But we do have uh, it on demand for 30 days, and like I said, it'll be up, uh, it'll be up shortly. So definitely uh, check back on that. That's it for uh, for today. We'll talk to you next week, guys. Thanks. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show your gold standard in everything financial.